On this edition of Magic Pod Squad, presented by Kia, we catch up with Orlando Magic CEO Alex Martins. We get his thoughts on the Orlando Magic returning to the postseason for the second consecutive year, his thoughts on taking on the Milwaukee Bucks, and also Alex gives us some insight into some behind-the-scenes conversations with the NBA regarding this restart and why he thinks everything has gone so smoothly under the leadership of NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. And then the Magic's chances moving forward for the remainder of this year. He gives us an update on Jonathan Isaac and how everyone is holding up inside the NBA campus at Disney. All of that and more coming your way on this edition of Magic Pod Squad presented by Kia. This is Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. This is Evan Fournier. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. Check out what's new with the Orlando Magic Pod Squad. The host of characters give you a behind-the-scenes look at Magic basketball. The Magic Pod Squad has you covered. Subscribe and rate on iTunes and the Google Play Store today. And welcome to Magic Pod Squad. This Pod Squad is presented to you by the all-new Seltos SUV from Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic. Give it everything, and it is my pleasure to welcome in Orlando Magic CEO Alex Martins. And I guess, Alex, I would start by saying, are you as surprised as all of us that we have sponsors now on this here podcast? <laughs> I, I think it may be the upset of the year, Dante, quite frankly. You know, I think when, so. when you said when you said brought to you by, I thought it was going to be like, you know, David Steele's, uh, uh, you know, family or something, you know. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we couldn't get them on board. We couldn't, yeah, yeah, we couldn't get them on board. They wouldn't pony up. They wouldn't pony up. Well, I, I guess I would start by saying, first of all, how eerie it's kind of been in that Amway Center. But can you think of four people that, that should not have more, that should not have free reign in an empty arena than the four of us that you're looking at right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about if there's anything left in my office to start. Um, and then beyond that, you know, I'm sure the Levy um, refrigerators have been emptied out. And um, yeah, yes. so it, it, it is yeah. suspect, no doubt. But you guys are doing a great job. I mean, watching uh, the clips and, and watching the broadcasts. I know it's different. It's very different. But uh, you guys are doing a great job. You probably didn't see the wiffle ball game that broke out in the uh, in the arena the other day did you I, I did not see that no i can't yeah. say that i did that did that's a little pregame entertainment by your your guys here well that's good you know when you have free reign of the whole building you know you, you can do <laughs> yeah. those kind of things <laughs> you need to check that out because you need to see dante's swing yeah dante, really dante swing. got a, a hold of one Oh yeah, so, and well, by a hold of one, I mean it went, I think, two feet backwards. So okay, well let's a- well let's ask okay. this, Alex. When's the last time you played wiffle ball? I mean, it's been uh, a while for a lot of us. It, it was probably like fourth or fifth grade. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And David's up there throwing gas. It's hard to. <laughs> So hard good. I threw my, threw my arm out, but it, it felt good there for a couple of tosses. Well, the good thing is you only need your voice. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, Alex, here we sit. Uh, we now know who our opponent's going to be for the postseason. It's going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. We've clinched the playoffs for the, for the second consecutive year. So just get, uh, just get your insight uh, onto that. It's still a terrific accomplishment, making it to the postseason and now two consecutive years. Well, it is a terrific accomplishment for sure, uh, Dante, especially, you know, in the environment that we've been in in this season. And, you know, going back to before the pandemic and now 
after the pandemic, you know, we've struggled through some injuries as well, you know, as, as, as a team and as an organization. So it's a great credit to coach Clifford and, and all the guys on the team, you know, to have been able to secure, you know, the, another uh, playoff spot, you know, this year, second consecutive year. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been a challenge for sure, particularly in the bubble, but we're, we're proud of what the guys have accomplished. Speaking of the bubble, uh, you're, you're there right now. Is that my understanding that you're, you're part of the, uh, the outer circle or the, the second tier? He's in the, flo- in the, he's in the floating where, bubble. Where, where, are, you? where are you right now? Where are you, Alex? Uh, I, right now I'm in my home uh, in Winter Park. Uh, but I, I do get to go into, uh, I guess, what you would call the secondary bubble. Uh, so I've been at all of the games. Uh, I have to get tested every other day. So uh, I go down to, you know, the NBA's testing facility um, first thing in the morning every other day, and I get tested twice. I, I get a PCR test um, that covers me for the game 48 hours afterwards, and then I have to get a rapid test that morning for the game that day. And um, so far, so good. Knock on wood. I think I've been through about 14 different tests and been negative all along. Um but, uh, but yeah, then I, I go into uh, the facility. Um, don't get to go anywhere near the players or coaches or the, the people who are in the inner bubble. Uh, but I am in the building uh, live uh, watching the game, um, you know, from a platform that's probably about eight to 10 rows up from the floor, uh, enclosed in plexiglass, uh, have to take all of the, uh, you know, the, the necessary safety precautions, have to wear a mask the entire game have to be six foot distanced um, from anyone else that's uh, in the viewing area, uh, which are very few, by the way. Uh, We can talk about that very, very surreal being in the building without uh, people in the building. Um, But they even have this electronic, um, uh, you know, uh, piece that I have to wear on my lanyard uh, that beeps whenever I get closer than six feet to anyone uh, so that we know that we, we need to stay physically distanced from everyone. Uh, so it's been great. It's been great to be there to support the guys and, and watch the games. And uh, uh, but yeah, I, I've had the opportunity to be in there. So Alex, so you haven't us. seen. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say. So tell us what it feels like in an empty yeah. arena. What you know? What it sounds like. We are from a broadcast standpoint. We seem to be getting more and more technology with the virtual fans, and the sound seems to get better every game. But what's it like inside? Well, let me tell you this to start, you know, the NBA has done a phenomenal job, you know, setting up uh, this entire uh, opportunity for us to play, Uh, starting with when the teams arrived on campus, you know, to practice and, you know, the practice facilities are great. Um, The the weight rooms have been great. The accommodations, uh, all of the amenities that they've provided, you know, to the teams for off day activity, et cetera. Uh, so, you know, starting back then and then now, you know, as we've played these seating games uh, in the three venues at the Wide World of Sports, uh, to answer your question, Jeff, it's really like being in a television studio, to be honest with you. You know, the very first game was really, really odd. It was surreal, you know, to be at an NBA game and you actually look around, you know, for a moment to see where the fans are, you know, but there's no fans. Uh, literally, you know, beyond, you know, the teams that are playing and the referees and the scoring crew uh, and, the, and the, you know, the ball boys, et cetera, you know, it's varied from game to game, but there's been as little as 10 people 
you know, in the building watching the game to 20, you know, so, uh, you know, when you're used to having tens of thousands of people cheering, watching a game, it's really, really surreal. But like I said, it's, it's a lot like being in a television studio. I mean, obviously you all have seen it um, as, as you broadcast the games, these huge video screens encompass the entire perimeter of the court uh, so that we can have the virtual fans, which has been really, really neat, a really neat technology. Um, and, you know, some additional signage opportunities for us to fulfill our sponsor obligations, uh, you know, for the rest of the season. Uh, and then, you know, a couple of broadcast booths, you know, for the national broadcasters, uh, whether it be TNT or ESPN, uh, because they are on site. Um, you know, unlike yourselves, unfortunately, they're on site, but they're also in the outer bubble, you know, so they're on that same level, you know, that, that I'm on watching the game. Um, and then, you know, there's all of the, the elements to try and make it a great television experience. So yes, there's piped in fan noise. There's all of the music as if you were at our, you know, that, that team's home games and all of the cheers and, um, you know, all the teams have done a really, really good job of game presentation. So there's, you know, fans cheering the team on and, you know, some of the usual musical prompts that the teams are accustomed to. But it's different. And like I said, it's, it's you know, quite surreal, you know, being in an NBA venue uh, with no fans. I think you answered my question. So you're not watching the game. Are you there by yourself? Is there anybody else there with you or are you close to anybody or are you just there <laughs> sitting <laughs> like how Dante sits like in a, a, when he's out to eat, like with just nobody. But by himself. Yeah. yeah right. right. Um, yeah, that's good. Good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> so the only people that are allowed in are the NBA's board of governors um, and one representative from basketball operations that is not participating in the inner bubble. So, you know, I think you all know that, you know, both Jeff Weltman and John Hammond are there in the inner bubble as part of our party of 35. Um, and then uh, Dan DeVos came down for the opening game, you know, so he was there with me on, you know, in that platform for that first game. And then the other person who's been there every night with me is, is Matt Lloyd, you know, who is our basketball operations representative, our assistant general manager. So it, it's really just the two of us sitting there. And then if there are a couple of representatives from the other teams, which, you know, because a lot of these te every other team is from out of town, there have been very few games that we've had another owner or another basketball operations executive sitting there with us. And then there's someone from the, the NBA office that's there in the event that we need anything. So really, I mean, big platform, all spread out, you know, generally two or three of us, and that's about it. But you and Matt are getting a lot of quality time this we're, last couple last We're, couple we're getting a lot of quality time. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I, Good I, for I Matt. Think, Good I for think Matt. Matt I, think, I think Matt may be tired of me by now. <laughs> Alex, I, 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 real quick, on just kind of thinking back through this. So there's three arenas. Um, I haven't heard this discussed, but are there – what's the difference between the three arenas from your perspective being just watching? You know, there are minimal differences, Jeff. I'm, I'm sure, you know, when it comes to locker room facilities, et cetera, which I don't see, there, there are. But the setups are very much the same. You know, you have, you know, the, the screens that are, are along the baselines and along the one sideline, which you all see on television. And, you know, are primarily there, you know, for the virtual fan experience. Uh, and then also utilized, you know, for the social justice messaging 
you know, in between plays, um, you know, some fan prompts, uh, some of the typical uh, video elements that you would see in the Amway Center are projected during our home games, you know, on those screens. And then on the opposite sideline is where we are and where the broadcast position is. Um, and then there's a huge screen um, on that side of, of the building so that uh, the players and the coaches uh, can, can see what, what's going on, you know, can look at the score, can look at any of the information that they typically would see by looking up at a scoreboard, um, you know, in the home arenas. Uh, but really, none of them have, have differed. I mean, there's a little bit of height difference, you know, where where we where our platforms are. But the setup is pretty much the same. It's pretty much three identical television studios. Nick yeah. Nurse made an interesting comment the other day uh, before our game with Toronto. He said he thinks by the time as they continue to tweak and improve the virtual fans and the sounds and everything, that he feels like uh, when the playoffs come around, there may really be a home court advantage teams in that sense. Can you see that uh, as a possibility? I could definitely see that as a possibility, David, because as, as Coach Nurse said, you know, it has improved every game. You know, there were some technical glitches early on and, you know, some challenges with getting the fans all, you know, into the, uh, into the rooms, as they call them, so that they can get onto those screens. Um, I think there was some technical challenges with the fans that were in those rooms being able to see the game as the broadcasts would come in and out technically. Well, I think they fixed, fixed the majority of those glitches. And then you take into account the fact that um, when you're the home team, it's your home game presentation that is, is being seen and heard by the players. And so, for example, you know, when we played Boston, um, it, what, a, what a great game it was. And the great game pres- it was a Boston home game. Uh, and the game presentation was outstanding, but great fan prompts, you know, w- you know, with video clips from their fans, you know, let's go Celtics and, and, and the like. And you really felt like as if you were in a, a Celtics home atmosphere. And I do believe, you know, it will continue to get better and better, you know, as we get closer to the playoffs and through the playoffs. And, and I do think there'll be a difference, you know, from, from game to game. You know, we haven't seen it as much. We've played, you know, six uh, seeding games thus far, but we've only had two of our home games, right? So these last two will be our home games. And I think you'll feel, uh, certainly on the broadcast, uh, a difference than what you feel felt in the last few games in that, you know, those will be magic home games. Well, hey, Florida, if you need to venture out to get your essential items, please don't get behind the wheel if you've been drinking. Instead, find a designated sober driver or use a delivery service and remind your designated driver to always wear their safety belt. Paying some more bills here, Alex. And and comply with the speed limit. We want everyone to make it back home safely. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by the good folks at the Florida Department of Transportation. Welcome message, Alex. For so, sure. so, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a very important message for sure, you know, at all times, not just in these times. But is that the second sponsor now? That's right. Wow. That's right. Wow. I just want you to keep count. track of that. All right. All right. I'm, uh, okay. I'm keeping count here. All right. Good. I, might I, need think, uh, my, I might need my abacus soon. I think uh, Jeff, Turner's, <laughs> Jeff Turner's family member just changed their name. I think that's all that is. But, but I think, Alex, if you think back to the start of this, right, the, the, when you guys are putting this proposal together, the Board of Governors, the leadership of Adam Silver, all of you guys together, you had to have some trepidation. There's no way everyone could have felt it could have gone this well. And knock on wood, 
that it has and it will continue and we'll be able to crown a champion. But is this just is this just amazing when you think back on this journey and here we are and how well it's gone? Well, Dante, I mean, there was a lot of trepidation. There's no doubt about it. And and like you say, knock on wood, you know, thus far, yeah. incredibly great. Um, three straight weeks, um, you know, going into this week that we're in um, of no players testing positive, um, you know, being on campus and, and hopefully we're only days away from the fourth straight week. Um, but, you know, as we started talking about this uh, months ago now, uh, there was a lot of trepidation. There were a lot of people that were concerned about, you know, how it would work and the safety of it. Um, you know, there was a lot of discussions that had to take place with the Players Association, you know, to ensure that they felt comfortable. But I will tell you this again, you know, I said it earlier, the league has done a spectacular job. Um, it all started with uh, the health and safety protocols. And I will tell you the, the attention to detail that's, you know, been taking place it, about the health and safety of everybody that's in that bubble is paramount. And, you know, I mean, you've seen the reports, anybody that has sort of gone off the reservation or, you know, mm -hmm. gotten out of the bubble for one reason or another um, has had to quarantine for a significant period of time to ensure that, uh, you know, they're not bringing the, the virus, you know, into the bubble um, in this atmosphere that's been so safe for everyone. Um, and the league continues on a daily basis to consult with all of uh, the national uh, health experts, whether it be the experts that, you know, have been working with us from the beginning at Columbia University and Duke University and, and Johns Hopkins, um, to the many uh, experts from a testing standpoint that the league has consulted with to ensure that not just this le level of testing is, is, is working and, and uh, is, is being safe, but also the next phases, you know, as we get into the playoffs. Now, remember, as, as we get into the playoffs, those playoff teams are going to start to have the ability to have some family members come onto the campus. Right. Okay. So now we're going to add another element, you know, from a, a health and safety standpoint that we have to guard against the virus, you know, getting into the bubble. And so, you know, another level of testing is going to take place. And then, you know, we're starting to talk about next season already. And, and what does that look like? And what is, you know, potential fan testing look like? And obviously we want to get to the point where we're playing games again in front of our fans uh, in our home arenas. Um, but without a vaccine, what does that look like? You know, and what kind of testing needs to take place? And, you know, the league is, is currently engaged in all of those conversations with the health experts um, around the country and around the world, quite frankly. But, you know, to your original point, uh, quite an amazing accomplishment, you know, that, that the league has been able to pull this off to date. I mean, you see what some of the other leagues have been challenged with, you know, in terms of testing and positive cases, et cetera. But knock on wood, it's, it's been great for the NBA thus far. Alex, if, uh, if the season, let's, let's talk about next season, and you just uh, alluded to it. What are the chances that we, we have a season that starts as the league uh, would like to see the first of, of December, early December? And if so, what, what is that going to look like? Well, you know, David, as you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the league restart committee, and we've now had three meetings um, really starting to talk about what next season could look like. And it really comes down to this. And it's, it, you know, we're going through very much the same process that we went through early on in the, the restart of the current season and what that would look like, you know, from a, from a modeling standpoint. 
And, you know, there's literally a hundred different scenarios that we're looking at right now um, of what could happen. Um, and it all comes down to what's the virus going to do? You know, I mean, none of us can predict that today. None of us can sit here and say, yes, we're going to start December 1st. No, we're not. You know, is it going to be with fans? Is it going to be without fans? I will tell you this, though. You know, overwhelmingly, you know, every team that's represented on this restart committee, and I think we've heard it, you know, from a, from a team president's standpoint as well, you know, really wants to start next season with fans. And if that means delaying, you know, as long as we can to start, you know, with fans in the building, knowing that, you know, there's a vaccine coming or uh, it's starting to be uh, distributed, et cetera, then we'll do that. Um, but, you know, it's hard to predict right now, David, because no one can predict, you know, where this virus is going. But I will tell you that overwhelming support and desire, you know, when we do start next season up, that it's in front of fans, live fans. Hey, Florida, if you need to venture out to get your essential items, please don't get behind the wheel if you've been drinking. Instead, find a designated sober driver or use a delivery service. And remind your designated driver to always wear their safety belt and comply with the speed limit. We want everyone to make it back home safely. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. This message has been brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation. How is everybody holding up inside the bubble, Alex? I'm sure you're in constant contact with Jeff and John and the team and no, this is 33 days that they've been yeah. in there. And I know they've done a great job with the amenities and, and things that they're able to do, but it's still, you know, they've been away from family for quite some time. And no offense, I want them to stay in for like another 50 days. Yeah, no, well, that's right. As we all do. <laughs> right. <so. laughs> no offense to any of those guys. <laughs> that just means that we're being su- successful in that's the bubble, right? right? That's right. That's um, right. But, you know, it, it's it's been interesting. It's gone in waves, Dante. You know, I think as we've gotten to the end of – each of these segments, uh, everybody that's in the bubble is ready to move on to the next, right? So as we were getting towards the end of the practice timing, everybody was like, okay, it's time to play games. Let's, let's get out there and start playing games. And, you know, that reinvigorated everybody, obviously the beginning of playing games. It also, um, you know, required that basically everybody was playing every other day. We all know that every team played one back to back, but for the most part during the seeding time, it's been every other day. So that's kept them focused, you know, because you're either playing a game or you're practicing for the most part, you know, there have been a couple of days off in between there. Um, but now that we're getting, you know, here to the end of the seeding games, you know, I get the sense that everybody's ready to move on again, you know, and everybody's ready to get the playoffs started. Uh, for those teams that have been eliminated, they're ready to leave the bubble, you know, and, uh, and so all of that will take place you know, at the end of this current week, um, as the playoffs begin next week, of course, we're going to have a play in, uh, in the Western conference, uh, which, you know, has been interesting to watch during this seating period as well. Yeah. Uh, but I would say that as we've gotten to every one of these stages towards the end, everybody's ready to move on to the next. And, uh, I think that's where we are now. Everybody's ready to get the playoffs started. Alex, you mentioned a second ago now as, you know, we'll, we'll lose six teams by the, the beginning of the playoffs. So those are people that are going off. And you talked about now some family members possibly uh, coming in. What about staffs and things like that? Will we see, for instance, you, will you spend more time in the bubble um, as more of a permanent residence through the playoffs? <laughs> well, we're, we're waiting to see what those directives look like. Um, 
you know, the league has said that they will reconsider everything at the end of the seeding games in terms of uh, number of people, um, those that, you know, can go to the games. I, I don't, Jeff, I don't think we're going to get to the point where anywhere along the line here, we're going to see fans being able to come to the games. You know, it just seems like because of where the virus is, you know, particularly in Florida, um, it doesn't seem as if we're going to get to that point. Uh, but I do think that there'll be some level of expansion on, on a minimal level. I mean, it's not going to be big numbers, but I think there'll probably be some expansion of some people that are able to, to, to go into the bubble or come onto the campus. Uh, but again, I mean, it's, it's all, you know, very focused on keeping it safe. You know, thus far it's been great. We've still got a long way to go when you talk about the NBA finals being in the middle of October. Um, so we got to make sure that we continue to keep everybody that is in the bubble safe, you know, and, and try to finish out the season and crown a champion. Alex, so another aspect of, of while the restart has happened is obviously the, the social justice messaging uh, that's been everywhere and, <clears throat> excuse me, the players and the coaches and everybody is, is pretty united on, on tackling these social justice issues. We, we have issues now in place too at the Magic, maybe you can touch on uh, to, to deal with these times. Yeah, so we've done a number of things, George. I mean, uh, look, we were, as we arrived, we were the first to arrive on the campus, right? And as we arrived on campus, uh, all of our players and coaches, you know, have wanted to be very active, not just, you know, from a messaging standpoint, not just from, uh, you know, having their voice heard, but also to try and be active in, in creating policy that will create change. And so, you know, the very first thing that the players and coaches wanted to do was they wanted to uh, arrive with a message that people need to exercise their right to vote, you know. And so we all have seen now, and, and they're widely available, you know, through the magic, um, these get out the vote t-shirts, you know, get off the bench, get out and vote. Um, and so that's a message that our players and coaches have definitely wanted to send from the outset and have been sending. And, you know, we've amplified that during our home games. I mean, you'll see it during the last two seeding games uh, as well on, on those big video screens. But that message, you know, continually runs during the course of the game for our home games. And then similarly, you know, before we went into the bubble, um, you know, in order to have our voice heard and, and to really um, have our players and coaches and organization uh together, you know, in our messaging in terms of our desire for improvement, you know, in, in social justice issues, we did a, a video, you know, that um, it, it was entitled Walk With Us. And again, that's been on all of our social media channels and on our website, etc. But, you know, we're, we're conveying that messaging during the games while we're on campus as well. And then, of course, you know, the, the, the major league-wide initiatives to include uh, the ability of the players to have that social justice messaging on their jerseys, um, to have the Black Lives Matter, you know, on all painted on all of the courts. Um, we and we continue to do a number of different videos. I just, I as part of the Board of Governors, I, I uh, taped a video late last week that you're going to start seeing running during a lot of um, of the game broadcasts now, uh, where the governors um, have you know expressed their desire uh, for. Uh, you know, a, a, an end to racism and, you know, policy changes that will bring about uh, more social justice in our country, et cetera. So, 
it's it's a great platform. Um, I think that uh, our league, more than any other league, has the opportunity to initiate change because of this platform that we have and that we're utilizing. Um, and then in addition to that, you know, as an organization, um, we uh, impaneled a, a social justice task force that has met a few times now. And we're really focusing on areas that as an organization, we can have an impact on not just uh, in, in the organization itself, but in our community and things like, um, you know, education reform. And again, this, you know, get out the vote, education about voting and, and um, you know, the individuals who are running and, and what they stand for and the policies that they uh, intend to implement if they were to be elected, for example. Um, and then, you know, additionally, uh, working with the league on the new, um, foundation that was formed last week by the Board of Governors. It's going to be seated uh, with $30 million a year, a million dollars per team. Each one of us are going to put into this foundation. And um, we're, we're going to be focused on programs around the country that are going to bring about economic empowerment. Um, and so that's, you know, programs that start with mentoring, you know, at a, at a young age, but also programs that um, you know, create more internships for those that are about to come into the workforce, programs for training those that are in the workforce uh, to help them expand their skills and have the opportunity to take on, um, you know, higher roles, you know, in businesses and in organizations. And so all of those type of programs will be funded by this foundation. And uh, our task force will be working with the league to identify those programs in Central Florida that can really utilize some of that grant money uh, to, to really seed those programs and give, you know, young black youth and, and young black executives opportunity moving forward, um, you know, as, as, as we try to initiate change and, and try to end racism. So a lot of programming already started, uh, really just scratching the surface and the tip of the iceberg, but I'm proud of the work that our internal social justice task force has already started to talk about and, uh, and, and I think you're going to see a lot more of that in the coming months. Awesome. awesome. I think that's great. Thanks for laying that all out, Alex. And, and again, uh, terrific work the Magic and the NBA has done and continues to do. And, and we look forward to it. And hopefully we get that change and keeping this momentum moving. I, I think the last thing we'd, we'd want to know from you, Alex, and Jeff and David have said it on the telecast. They're tired of Toronto. So they made this happen. They were ready to bring on Milwaukee. I, I don't know. And, and again, I don't know that any of us, I don't know anybody would want Milwaukee, but uh, now that we're here, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the Bucs and, and on this playoff series? Dante, I want, the, I want the Knicks. Can I get the Knicks? <laughs> I want the Fair Knicks. Enough. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Sorry, maybe, next no. year, okay. maybe, maybe next year, George. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. No, look, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity for us as a team. Uh, obviously, you know, um, in the bubble, uh, we've been, um, you know, pretty, pretty decimated by injuries, you know, um, you know, and, and hopefully we can get everybody back and healthy um, with the exception of J.I. Um, by the time the, the playoffs do get started. And it's a great opportunity for us. Um, look, the first two games that we played, you know, on the Disney campus were outstanding, yeah. you know, scoring, you know, at a, at a high rate, uh, defending well, um, just playing great team basketball, playing hard. You know, I think the Boston game, um, you know, I think David referred to it as, you know, reminiscent of the old heart and hustle days, right? Um, you know, in, in the way that we played. Uh, he is listening, David. <laughs> you better watch it. You guys better watch out. Better watch Good it. Good information. 
but 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 uh, but look, I th I think we have a great opportunity here, you know, to take the next step, you know, in in our growth and and in our advancement as a team. Uh, and I think we got a chance to make some noise. I really do, you know. And uh, this is a different time, and and this is a different. Uh, it's going to be a different playoffs. And you know, as Cliff has said, uh, we have the opportunity to make some noise here and and to really shake things up. And uh, I do think that you know, with with everybody healthy, we'll have that opportunity against the Bucks for sure. That sounds good to me, Alex. We appreciate it. We look forward to uh, getting started. And thanks for the time. Appreciate you guys. It's great to, to be with you all again, and uh, you're doing a great job on the broadcast, and we look forward to uh, your call of the games during the playoffs for sure. going to be a lot of excitement. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex. This, and a reminder, this podcast presented to you by the all-new Seltos SUV from Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic. Give it everything. Alex, if you sponsor us, then we're, you're going to get your money's worth. I want people to know that. <laughs> well, congratulations on your sponsors. I mean, obviously – you know, the, the, the pod squad has definitely grown in its stature, without a doubt. <laughs> we've, not added, we've not added listeners, just dollars. No, just dollars. Just dollars. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Alex. All right, Appreciate thanks, it. We'll guys. talk to you soon. Thanks. You Take care.